0: Hi, and welcome to Decoding AQ, helping you to learn the tools, mindsets and actions to thrive in an ever-changing world. Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Decoding AQ. With me today, I've got Shane Ram, who's coming to us from Trinidad. Welcome. Thank you, Ross. It's... Been great. We've uh, been already talking off uh, screen, and I can't wait for this one. It's going to be very, very exciting. And coming from over a decade in HR, and now into transitioning to this consulting and coaching for the last decade, um, Shane is a leadership coach for business professionals. He's an author like myself, lots of stories about how challenging that is, your future ready leadership in the background for those that are watching this on a video feed. And I tell you one, one thing, Shane, when I read your mission for Go for 10, of which are the yeah. founder and CEO, I want to share this because I really love the mission. and it's to create a better everyday life for people by creating learning experiences that produce real transformation. Uh, using leading-edge ideas and technology, I just think that is a fantastic mm-hmm. mission to have. So it's really great to dive into that.
1: Okay, Abs- absolutely, Ross, and um, it's it's my pleasure. And as as you said, you know spending so many years in human resources obviously it's about people yeah. <laughs> and at, at the end of the day you know spending a lot of time in, in human resources um, when you step back um, when, when you think about a lot of the initiatives that um, organizations um, go about they, they really want some level of change and to some extent adaptability um, comes in there and uh, um, you know companies spend millions billions of dollars in 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 training and sometimes you don't get the change that you want you don't get the results that that, that you want so it's always been something um, you know fascinating and interesting to me because I'm a problem solver at, at heart <laughs> you know how, how do we get uh, you know people to, to 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 change and you know what I've also realized is that uh, you know some people have the formula <laughs> okay and you um, because you know, it is said that one person with courage is is a majority and, and not only the courage but the ability to go out and, and get results. So so what Go for Ten is, is about is like, you know, let's let's cut through the chase, <laughs> talk to the people that actually have the results, who have challenged the status quo, who have been adaptable, who have said this is not working and we could no longer continue like this, let's go about and do something differently and actually get the results out of it. And and those are the people that I invite as uh, guests on on our podcasts. And and that in itself is is a learning. Um, And and our future courses, we're a young uh, company still, but um, that's that's, that's the mission um, because life is is short and um, our systems that we have gone through, school, parenting, religious systems have sort of made us think that we need to do all of this by ourselves. We need to figure out everything by ourselves. And, uh, you know, life is short. We can't know everything. We can't figure out everything by ourselves. So I wanted to create a platform, a space where we could, you know, cut to the chase, cut out all the noise, get the people who have actually produced real results out there um, and, and get them onto the go for Ten platform.
0: And it's an interesting concept in terms of how many of us are going through life living at a level seven, right? In terms of how do we know what good or great really is in terms of our potential and to release that by being inspired or by having a platform where we can understand what that could even look like. And like you say, not do it alone and do it with others and collaborate to become better in the future. So tell me a little bit more about your future ready leadership and some of the sort of core concepts and thoughts behind that and how you're helping people navigate their change and their best selves.
1: Absolutely, Ross. Well, um, just a little background on, on future ready leadership. As I said, I was asked to do a, a keynote uh, speech for an association, and and they actually gave me the, the topic. So I have to give kudos to them <laughs> about you know being very uh, proactive and understanding what's required for the for the future. But I I also think Ross too. I, I think somehow I felt. Um, that intuition which i speak about in chapter eight of of the book that somehow we we just could not continue the way we we were going you know and and you know sort of like like a tagline for go for ten which i changed in in 2019 which is education for the new way of living <laughs> okay and um you know just just something in in inside of, of me and I think you know we all have it as as people you know that that power of intuition but we don't know how to trust it we don't know how to to develop it and I go into that in in chapter eight in 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 the book but um you know just to say that I was a big part of of creating the the, the book and the ideas be behind the book so so jumping in chapter one is um, entitled uh, slow down to speed up okay because um, you know we're busy being busy we're not necessarily being uh, busy being better and and sometimes uh, we, we talk about resilience we talk about uh, burnout a lot uh, is, is a very common topic if you go on social media for executives and that sort of thing so sometimes we, we just need to absolutely slow down to speed up and within that that chapter I have the, the concept of functional executive coaching which is really getting to the to the root cause part of that slowing down requires some level of self analysis let's let's look at ourselves and what i included there is about 14 to 16 of the top negative leadership behaviors you know the uh, the you know, not showing respect, maybe too much control, maybe a little too much ego, a little bit of narcissistic behavior, um, you know, what's really the, the, the root cause of, of that is what functional executive coaching is all about and functional, uh, taking from functional medicine, which is not just treating the symptom, but but treating the, the root cause of it. So I introduced the topic of functional executive coaching, uh, hoping that people reading it will uh, take it up, uh, because I, it's, it's It's not necessarily for the faint hearted, but you definitely could get to um, a a different level if you were to really get to to the root cause, because you would go through your life, your career struggling with these underlying issues if if you're not really able to. To, to deal with it. It's okay. So, so we, we look at that and and those issues, Ross, to be quite honest, if you look back at, you know, journals and, you know, before the, the days of blogging and, and the internet um, leadership has been a perennial issue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and those same issues have been issues for so long. So I think um, you know, cracking the code of um, you know, those negative leadership behaviors um, are so critical and, and getting to the root cause of it. And it's simply that um, you know, us, we are all human beings, leaders are human beings who go through life. Okay, um, we have hurts, we have regrets, we have trauma, we have disappointments, and uh, um, that's um, you know when we don't know how to deal with it because unfortunately we don't. pay too much value to our emotional uh health as we do our physical health you know we were to if we were to get a simple cut we'll stop what we're doing and go tend it right yeah <laughs> but you know we we don't seem to do that for when when we're hurt or we have a regret or we resent something so so that really is is the the, the root cause and I, and I think just to sum it up in on that idea you know oprah said it Best, I, I think. And after all of many years of her television programs, um, you know, interviewing some of the best in, in in the world, and so many, you know, her synopsis, so to speak, is that there's nothing wrong with you, um, but something happened to 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 you. So what is that original sensitizing event? We call yeah. that in in our model. So so that's you know slowing down to 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 speed up as as ma- as we call it there.
0: It makes me think of a few things in terms of that slowing down to reflect. And one of your values is about speaking the truth. And, you know, for ourselves, how often can we speak our own truths? Yeah. we tell ourselves these stories and we put these layers around those situations, those traumas, those experiences, often as coping mechanisms to deal with it, you know, uh, both positive and negative emotions, you know, to cope with great things. And we might play it down you know, to cope with bad things, we might try and forget. However, in order to move forward, as you talk about to slow down, all progress starts with telling the truth. And that base point, we're then able to reflect and, um, you know, be aware and make deliberate conscious choices, which I think is a great, great place to to start. And I, I love the idea of functional executive leadership and coaching to deal with the root cause.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's sometimes so difficult for, for many leaders. I was coaching a, a, a GM of a, a big company, a global company, and, um, you know, the, the coaching was initiated because of some, usually of some negative leadership behaviors, let's, let's put it that way. Um, but, you know, it, it took us a little while to, to get to understand what that is. And, and that's, that's the truth telling, because sometimes it's so difficult for us to 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 tell the truth to you know an absolute stranger you know I'm on the other side of the world from from him but you know as as a coach we we know how to ask questions to 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 get there so 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 like if they would say well my emotions got the better of me okay (laughs) is is it so I'd be like okay if I'm in a room how would I know that your emotions got the better of you and then the truth will come up?" well I shout I raise my voice I you know Uh, do stuff like that so so yeah absolute uh truth telling is 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 critical and a couple of the other aspects to then
0: consider where the truth resides because it resides inside layers and it's the japanese you know sort of five whys we might think that truth is what shows up at the top but after we discover and ask ourselves a few whys behind we can get to the root not something that is at the top and it leads me to try and um you know, get to know you better and understand you better in terms of what shaped your career. You know, you're in this (laughs) position now where you've chosen deliberately who you serve, who you're a hero to, what you believe in, what your mission is. What are some of the events that perhaps are your truths that shaped, (laughs) you know, your view of your career and how you show up in the world?
1: okay um well some bit of luck and uh, um some bit of you know just processing experiences and and really ross i had to figure out a lot of things by myself <laughs> you know i um my my family weren't really well educated i was probably the first one in the generation to go to uh, college and and that sort of thing so um a, a lot of it had to do with you know finding myself uh, discovering myself learning Coping strategies for everything in, in the world almost, because I, I wouldn't say that I had a strong relationship with 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 my dad, for example, to 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 learn how to be a man in, in the world, even, you know, those were struggles. Uh, you know, where do you learn? And us as kids, we we learn from our um, experiences. And and talking about that, you know, when when I do the functional executive coaching process, as you talk about the five whys, I Actually, have five layers quite interestingly to get to, to the root cause because that's my challenge with leadership is that we have been trying to change behavior at the behavioral level. You know, you don't listen well. Well, go to an active listening program. <laughs> okay, you don't show empathy. Well, we'll send you to emotional intelligence training so that you learn how to show empathy. Okay, but not really understanding what prevents us from being em- empathetic. And I'm leading to something here, Ross, in the sense that one of my little challenges that I had with, with my dad was about recognition, you know? Um, so the little little Shane, you know, who who would accomplish things that I felt proud of in, in school or whatever, you know, and you came home and you didn't get that recognition, you know, good job, Shane, good job, son. Um, um, even sometimes my parents would forget my birthdays, I would say, you know, so, so recognition and you, you and I said, well, you know, my underlying belief was that, well, that's not important. You know, I'm okay, I, I didn't get it. And I'm okay. So it's okay, if you don't get it. <laughs> okay. So being the, the, the head of HR now, let's just fast forward a little bit, you know, I should have been the champion right of 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 recognition and, and stuff like like that. I should be. Okay. And that's what is so important to understand. A leader should do this and they should be able to do that. You are an HR, you should be able to do that. You're a leader, you should be able to do that. But I got to to, to realize after many years, well, it it sounds logical, but that's just the 5% of our conscious mind. Our subconscious programming is 95% of that. And that's what takes over our, our bodies, our nervous systems that actually, you know, we know it logically, but it stops us in in, in our tracks, okay? And it's only when I went through this process myself that I was able to understand Ooh, that's that's just my belief but that may not apply to, to to everyone else um you know if you want to have a good relationship well you can't forget birthdays <laughs> you can't think it's not important right you know but i dealt with it and, and that's um you know my real life example of understanding how we get, programmed, how we form certain beliefs, how it gets stuck into our, you know, nervous system and our belief system that operates, um, you know, spontaneously and automatically that prevents us from doing the things that we logically know, um, you know, we, we should do and are actually easy to do. I mean, like, think about it, you know. Happy birthday! Here's a card. Here's a gift. Here's a cake. You know, um, you know, good job. Pat on the back. Here's a recognition. I mean, like, how easy is is that? Yeah. But, um, and, and most other leadership skills, I I think, okay, separate from management skills about you know critical thinking and strategic mm-hmm. planning. I'm, I'm talking about leadership and dealing with with people. It's 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 so easy enough to do, um, but or, or simple, but not always easy because um, those um, resistances now come at at a deeper level. And and quite recently, Ross, I wrote an article about, you know, it was entitled Mindset is Not Everything, because we, you know, we've been trying to change the mindset, let's change our mindset towards that. But, uh, you know, recent work um, by, for example, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who says, the body is a subconscious mind the body, subconscious mind. So when you think about what's, you know, logically, we might have a positive mindset or a growth mindset, but we might still procrastinate, okay, which means not do an activity, not take an action. And if you think about it, it's the peripheral nervous system that actually stops us from picking up that phone to make a phone call um, or do whatever simple things that other people do every single day.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's, often in those situations when we feel uncomfortable, when it's uncertain, when we're stressed, that actually it triggers our, you know, the chemicals to reduce our cognitive function. So it might be logical, but in the moment, in the environment, in the situation, we might then act not as we would if we were thinking logically. We go into that subconscious and it's a different part of a brain state that then drives those decisions. And I think it's, it's interesting when you were talking about recognition, it reminded me when I, uh, I got given a little book, it was called The One Minute Manager. It was a yeah. Ken Blanchard book. Yeah. And something that stuck with me is uh, catch them doing it right and yeah. recognize it in that moment because there's a balance we can think, ah, recognition's good. I can do it. I can yeah. find it. Can I be authentic and really, really feel it? And do I yeah. do it at the right time? So, yeah. all of these things, their processes, their methods, but once we've got it, they shift to becoming habitual and they become yes. our new subconscious. So, from, yes. oh, I'm going yes. through those motions or yeah. uh, well done, to then really understanding what does well done mean, to getting yeah. it at the right time, not, oh, y- oh, yesterday, well done, because I've looked in my list that I've got to show recognition. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's these things, you know, about how do we evolve? a future leader when things around us are changing so quickly and Mm -hmm. where we might've had confidence, where we might've had the answers to things. I think one of the big challenges for leadership now is how do we lead when we don't have answers? So I'd be really interested, you know, from all of your experience of leading teams of being in HR and then coaching countless people to become their best selves is have you seen people that are doing that really well you know what people what teams what stories where they are dealing with uncertainty and able to lead in that i'd be fascinated to learn more
1: Well, well, one of the, the, the things really is what is called radical acceptance, <laughs> okay, that, you know, things are changing, a lot of things are beyond our control, you know, because a lot of leaders like to to be in control uh, of, of everything and of everyone, which which turns into a negative thing sometimes where employees feel controlled. So I think radical acceptance that, you know, there are many things be, beyond our con- control um, is is one critical um thing that a lot of people who are able to adapt well um, do well, which is that radical acceptance. Okay. And, and another one, I I mentioned it earlier, it's really about uh, in intuition, tapping into that intuition. What a, what, what it's, it's, it's like, it's like almost, always you're guaranteed to have the right answer because it's coming from a, a higher intelligence, so to speak. And, and that's what you found with people like, you know, Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and uh, Richard Branson. There's a certain level, if, if you dig deep and, and and listen to as much as I listen to them and, and read their, their books, you'll see, I, I see it, there's, there's a trend of that uh, intuition, a higher and knowing, and, and Robin Sharma talks about this, you know, uh, see what everyone sees, but think what no one else think. Okay. Um, and that's, that's what, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I see that uh, those people who are really able to be those future ready leaders, uh, always tap into that, um, that super intelligence and and the thing about it, Ross, how how it works is it's like it's it's like stages. Okay, you just can't tap into the intuition because just just below it, uh, so to speak. Uh, so you want to think about it like three levels. So so you have instinct, you have intellect, and you have intuition, the three eyes. Okay. So just below that is intellect, and what I'm saying is that you know there's so much information around there. there there's the internet. Uh, things are at, at our fingertips and what i'm suggesting to leaders is that you can no longer compete on intellect alone or see that as a critical success factor or a unique value proposition it's it's not you know i have the 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 bite, the, bri- the brightest and the, and the best um that notion, I, I think, needs to, to, to change. And I think that has been um, accepted by even some of those uh, same people that I refer to who says, you don't need necessarily need a degree to come work for me, <laughs> okay? And that's how we used to define the best and, and the brightest by, you know, which universities are churning out the, the, the top students, as the case may be. But the thing is that you need to develop your intellect. And what happens is that the intuition now takes that intellectual information and processes it at a much higher deeper level I can't explain it anything beyond that for us and how it does it um, you know and and spits out answers to us that are almost always correct you know so so um, and developing that intuition trusting that intuition um, is, is something that I think that that future ready leaders um, should you know start working on today so that they feel a little more comfortable about yeah. dealing with, with with change. And um, it could also help you to create the change, you know. And one of the chapters that I have there is to, um, you know, self-disruption, which is do it to yourself Great before concept. it's done to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be done to you. So I think the future ready leaders are the ones who say, OK, I'm going to disrupt it before it's done to me. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then that's uh, a state of then deliberate act. Your, yes. your piece about intuition, it reminds me of uh, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. You know, the yes. art of thinking without thinking, that thin yes. slice, that ability to listen to our intuition. And recently I, I had a um, doctor on a podcast and he was talking about the different brain states. We yeah. mentioned earlier about neuroscience and this. Mm-hmm. We have a task active brain um, yeah. and we have a neutral brain in which it's not task orientated. And it's yes. within there where we can perhaps harness our intuition. It's yes. in that readiness state. It's the yes. you know, car gearbox in neutral. Yeah. And so to get to that state is, the, is very much a link between our body and our yes. minds, yes. You know, by <laughs> our state of breathing, our heart rate. Absolutely. All of these things can help us tap into those different brain states to then unlock those potential opportunities that intuition can give us. And yet, what I fear at the moment is this sense of humans becoming task rabbits. You know, where many of us are remote, we jump onto the next Zoom, to the next Zoom, and it's all around task, task, task. And your piece of, well, slow down, slow down in ourselves. When we collaborate, can we collaborate that's not about task, that's about slowing down? Can we tap into imagination, into intuition, and how do we create spaces for that? And I think doing that when everything is easy and going well is one thing. Being able to do that when you are up against it, when we're in the middle of a pandemic, when we're in survival mode, can we do it? Is there any examples where you've worked with teams or coaches that in a moment of high stress, in panic, are able to do that and perhaps share how are they able to do it? And how could you help people? Um, you know, what sort of tips and areas to get into those states, those states yeah. of unlocking intuition of being able to slow down when everything seems so urgent?
1: Yeah, yeah, great, great question, Rust. And I, I think one of the important tools to have and I call it a tool or resource as the case would be is an accountability partner a, a coach someone that you could you know that you could lean into whenever you feel stressed or overwhelmed as, as as the case may be I think that's really an important asset and I think that with teams that I've worked with you know what is the leader who you know been trained to be a coach. The manager is a coach, so to speak. Uh, really important skill, I think, to be able to be the one that uh, your your team sees as I, you know, that that semblance of peace and calm in in the whole scheme of, of of things. And if they need to get at it in the first place, is I think to have an accountability partner who could you know take you through that and then um, one of the things a, a good accountability partner including a coach or a mentor would help you with is is developing routines, okay? And and even things that you can do that, you know, while you are in, in the midst of it that, you know, you can remember, you know, to do it. And, and mindfulness is one of the things that I mentioned when you talk about the mind-body connection and, and breathing. So you can be in the middle of a boardroom and, you know, simply casually put your hands uh, or hand on on your navel and just, you know, you know, if, if you think about pushing it out, you'd actually be deep breathing. And nobody has to know that you're practicing mindfulness in, in the moment. But um, the thing is that it's, it does not take um, you know, that long. I guess sometimes you have to figure out the right moment, but, but this is what gets you into the neutral brain because it's been proven for us that if you follow your breath, if you think about it coming in through your, your nostrils and down your throat into your, your lungs, it is actually impossible to think of something else. Impossible. Okay, so literally a, a, a few minutes of, of that could, you know, bring you to that you know neutral state as as you talk about regulate the, the, the mind body as, as the case may be in the middle of a ballroom, <laughs> okay, so so there there are techniques like that but I think individuals have to have um, personal development as part of their routine. It's it's not a it's not a nice, long, It be an everyday practice and a a good accountability partner will um, insist that I would say or show the client the value of having that in their routine.
0: It's important to come back to where you said at the beginning, if we physically harm ourselves, we can see that and we often react very quickly to it. If We cut ourselves, we then go and get a plaster and we repair it with our minds. It can be under duress. It can be being cut in a moment, in a boardroom, in various things. But, you know, oh, hold on, I've just been cut. I need to go and put a plaster on it. Well, I like your thought there of these routines at which we can both prepare our mental fitness for when we're going to go and have those situations and experiences and equally repair and rejuvenate when yeah. we've had that onslaught and see that as an ongoing habitual routine for leadership in the modern world uh, of where we're under such immense experiences, both good and bad, which is yeah. part of life. Right. <laughs> so I want to come uh, on to something where there's a number of conversations about skills, about superpowers, about who somebody is and what they are, what our purpose is, what our passion For you, with all of your journey that you've had, what is it that really excites you? What, uh, you know, where do you draw your energy from? What are your superpowers, as you describe it,
1: um, of what you're bringing to the world? Absolutely, Ross. I I love that question. I love the terminology because, um, yeah, that's what I tell people my my superpower is or or that I have one, which is really to, to create those... Aha moments for 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 people, um, and and my superpower is really getting people to that root cause to understand what has you stuck to help um, discover that purpose because there is purpose in in that pain and and almost everyone that I've I've worked with, um, you know, have when they discover their purpose and, and have a process to help them to 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 do that, um, you know, it's it. It, it doesn't seem foreign to them because they would have, um, they, they now understood all of the events of their lives and it doesn't go to waste and there's no regret about, you know, things that happen because now you see that you can you can help yourself and then go help the world, you know, because I, uh, and it's almost always the, 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 the same. And, and if I were to just give you two current, um, you know, clients and, you know, coming out of their own, struggles um is is now that their, their purpose and and helping so many other people so i have a, a client who is a um well at, at least qualified as a medical doctor but was forced into it by her by her parents who at least felt she was at, at, at that particular age absolutely hated it was almost suicidal um you know during uh internship as as the case may be um you know still trying to to find her, her way for many years and then you have the societal pressure well what are you doing with your life you, you know and um you know when we sat down and we we dealt and with you know anxiety insomnia all of those are uh side effects i call it of that lack of unful unfulfillment uh, or lack of fulfillment that lack of purpose or being off purpose, as, as the case may be but when i take them through the, the layers and this, they discover that there is purpose and and you know create that that light and you know it I say I started the program, I can't tell you what it is. It it evolves. It emerges through the process that I take you through. And then, you know, you you begin to realize that there there are so many other people who... um, you know, I'm the same position as myself. And you start to listen to what people are asking you um, as as a clue, you know. So you start to see value in these little things in, in in life. So, you know, many of her doctor friends say, well, how are you able to, you know, you know, spend five years of, of your life doing this prestigious thing and now not do it and still be alive <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and somehow, you know, coping, however, you know you know, she said, well, not a lot of them know that, you know, it created anxiety and, and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, people started to ask. And then she's, you know, before our last session, she said, um, you know, I just saw something on, on Twitter, uh, someone wanting to start a support group for people who chose prestigious careers and now unfulfilled and unhappy. <laughs> okay. Wow. And I was yeah. like, yeah, the, the universe starts to say, these are, these are clues. Okay. And and then, you know, I have a, an, another client who has... Um, you know, particular uh, ailment which we believe is stress-related because she's in a career that she's not necessarily in, in enjoying. So, um, you know, for for that particular condition, there are there are diets, um, but there there isn't um, a, you know um, a, a guide or a cookbook, for example, that's you know helpful and like. Here's an opportunity, okay? Yeah. I want to help myself and, and help other people. So in, in in short, I tell people, if you don't want to go through the process with myself or anyone else, purpose is really about, you know, going through your own crap, <laughs> finding yeah. a solution and helping so many other people, uh, you know, to, to go through it. So it's, it's really about people who um, feel stuck, who feel fulfill, unfulfilled, or some people call it, you know, the midlife crisis where, um, you know, you have been task oriented because yeah. that's how you were rewarded as a kid um you know you do 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 and you're a good boy ross uh, so you think you have to do and then you as as joseph campbell said midlife is you know uh, climbing the ladder of success only to realize that the ladder was against the wrong wall okay so so that's basically my 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 target um, yeah. market, so to speak, the people that I help, my tribe, uh, people who feel stuck, and I think there are a lot of people yeah. who chose careers, you know, before they could have bought a bear, uh, don't know what to do now, and what's the process? They lack the clarity about how to move forward. What's what's the step? Um, and and us professionals is like we want to know the answer before we take the the, the steps to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's one of the the, the, the challenges, so to speak, I, I face with with the people that that I work with but uh, yeah that's that's my superpower helping people to go through that discover their purpose find that aha moment make sense of their life Um, yeah create those transformational stories. I think it's so interesting Shane in terms of many
0: people feel trapped in whatever sense they get to a certain point they've pursued other people's goals maybe it's their parents maybe they didn't realize maybe it was someone else to prove something to someone else and that some point, we then ask ourselves, "Of what do we want? Where is fulfillment coming from? And many of us, as you talked about, feel either stuck or trapped. Yeah. or We don't even give ourselves the permission to think there might be more. Yeah, I'm seeing this, you know, real shift from I get my career and I pursue, you know, growth within that career to a new age of career portfolios where somebody can have many versions of themselves and decouple this link of our identity to our job roles. Oh, so who (laughs) are you? I'm a coach or I'm a (laughs) count. I'm a doctor. No, I'm Shane, I'm Ross. At the (laughs) moment, I'm a coach and I'm loving it. But who's to know what our encore is gonna be and our next encore and our next one. In this opportunity of abundance that we have. And I love your work where you can help people find flow, help them find fulfillment. And that, as we know, it's uniquely personal uh, to go and discover that and go and try it on and to provide a space where we can experiment. That we don't need all the answers we can go through and they will reveal themselves. They'll show up. So I think that is is wonderful. And just to close us out, Shane, I'm interested in this context, as you know, of adaptability and people dealing in this exponential world, you know, of technology (laughs) change, of disrupting ourselves, as you talked about. Are there a few either tips or maybe some of your own routines that you Mm -hmm. practice that help you and or some of your clients
1: navigate
0: that uh, and not just survive, but thrive in that kind of environment.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Russ. Um, One of the things that I'm I'm an avid reader and, and now, well, Listening to podcasts, YouTube videos, Clubhouses, as, as the case may be, and I think that that helps a lot in terms of understanding what what's next, what's possible around the corner by by following the the, the top minds in the world, so to speak, the top business leaders, or whatever field you you are in. And I think that that's one of my my routine. So, for example, on on Instagram, I, I choose who I follow. So when I open up Instagram, I know I'm going to get something positive something building something fulfilling something uh, about money something about business something about coaching something about um, you know mental health because mental health as I said is an offshoot to feeling stuck you feel unfulfilled and then you develop you know anxiety depression you know about the future and and, and that sort of thing so I think um, you know getting that, that knowledge is, is really important. That's one of my uh, definite routines is to, to always be learning, uh, willing to understand that what I learned today may not be applicable, uh, two weeks, two months down, down the road, willing to, to, to just, you know, give away, so to speak, the, 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 the the mindset that I've invested in this I've invested the time to do this you know because I I um in in the year 2000 I believe it was I I did do my my master's in in the UK at the University of of Surrey okay I did a a master's in e-business and um you know I when a a few years after I I was looking at, at the books on my shelf and I was like I can't even donate this to a library because it's, it's, it's obsolete. <laughs> yeah. okay? I spent thousands of pounds to get this uh, information, this knowledge, this degree, but a lot of the ideas and notions are no longer applicable. Okay? So, so willing to, 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 to give up um, yeah. that, Ross, uh, is, is important. That, to, that's a to, routine um, of, of mine. To go beyond the sunk cost fallacy. Yes. So <laughs> yes. It, it's
0: exactly that. It's a key yeah. component of being able to unlearn,
1: to evaluate
0: yeah. old information in today's context yeah. and to say thank you, be yes. grateful, not yes. regretful, to then yeah. move forward and get new breakthroughs. I think that's a great, great yeah. piece and a great tip.
1: And- uh, absolutely, Ross. And, and my career has been pretty much like what you described. I remember saying to people, I've never spent you know five years in a single company, not not even my own, <laughs> you know, um, in in terms of a brand or concept. So when I went out on my own, I first started in in consulting. I do less of that now. I do more more coaching. So it has always morphed. But there's one time in in my career which you know I I could reflect now when I and I coach people into understanding the difference between fear and and danger, and I think that's what keeps back a lot of people because that was working for a company good good package you know paid up mercedes-benz by the company that sort of thing wasn't too stressful and then i had this this offer to create was basically a greenfield project a greenfield company so uh-huh. blank slate uh, there were no guarantees so to speak and i you know had sleepless nights ross you know my uh-huh. stomach was churning inside out um for a lot of people they might process that as that I got a bad feeling about that, you know, I couldn't sleep, it doesn't feel right, but um, what I understood, and and that's how fear manifests in in its body, um, and this is now how we need to learn to to train ourselves and educate people, because most people still um, are not really well trained in understanding emotions, and emotional intelligence, and how it impacts the, the the body, I think a lot of the courses are basically, you know, cursory information, to be quite yeah. honest, in terms of creating real change. But I remember that, um, you know, the, the idea is that with respect to Danger that that we may, may feel, then you know we have that fight or flight respond and response, and that's what we should do. If the building is burning down, we should leave. If there's a dangerous animal, we should leave. But if we feel fear, it's actually what we should lean into. It's a sign of what we should lean into because um, if you go through it enough times, and you'll realize that, and, and I've been through it enough times and taking those risks and realize, oh, that's what that meant. That I should lean yeah, into weird. it. It, comes, yeah. Yes, and as opposed to, to to run from it, and I, and I think, unfortunately, with the, the whole emotional resilience stuff. Um, you know, happening right now. Conversations like this, um, you know, making the real change, understanding it at the personal level, just thinking about someone who's sitting there. What are they feeling? What's really going on with, with them when, when they feel that? Who's the coach? Who's the mentor? Who's really going to be able to explain that to them that that's what that really means? And and can we get people to say, I'm going to seek Expert advice and not just talk to my friend or my boss or my colleague who may not be, you know, well equipped Equipped. to to give you that that that's given me a really great lasting piece
0: of this thought for us of the difference between fear and danger. Yeah. And to apply courage to fear. You know, when there is genuine danger, yes, just let our response system (laughs) deal with that and it's going to take care of us when it's life and death, when it's those things. But we can be hoodwinked. We can be, you know, given a false sense of representation of, you know, danger masquerading as fear. But when it's fear that it's just something that's unknown, we don't have the capability yet, you know, so therefore we don't have Mm -hmm. confidence, we need the courage in order to uh, overcome that. And I think that's a very sound... Beautiful piece, Shane, that you've shared there for everyone that many will be feeling this mix between fear and danger, between known and unknown, between certain and uncertain, and to lean in, lean lean into that, knowing that that's where growth is, but to do it, not alone. Yes. (laughs) Know that when we lean in, we can lean in with others, whether that's an accountability coach, a colleague, your spouse, whoever it may be, that we don't have to lean in alone. Um, so i i really want to say thank you shane this has been a fantastic conversation and i hope our listeners have picked up a few tips thoughts and even just some curiosity of where they might slow down to speed up where they'll think about fear and courage and unlock their level 10 not just yes. a level seven so thank you shane
1: most welcome ross and uh absolutely enjoyed it. You're a great host, Uh, wonderful questions, and I do hope that your viewers and listeners get uh, some value from this. Thank you, bye-bye. Thank you, bye.
0: Do you have the level of adaptability to survive and thrive the rapid changes ahead? Has your resilience got more comeback than a yo-yo? Do you have the ability to unlearn in order to reskill, upskill and breakthrough? Find out today and uncover your adaptability profile and score, your AQ. Visit aqai.io to gain your personalized report across 15 scientifically validated dimensions of adaptability. For a limited time enter code PODCAST65 for a complimentary AQME assessment. AQAI transforming the way people, teams, and organizations navigate change. Thank you for listening to this episode of Decoding AQ. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast directory, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Please do leave a review, and be sure to tune in next time for more insights from our amazing guests.